0: Welcome to The Being Leader. I'm Annabelle Graham. So welcome back to The Being Leader. If you're a regular listener, I'm really sorry for the long absence. This summer, I relocated home 300 miles away north to Northumberland in the UK, which meant some balls had to drop, one being the podcast, so I could focus on all things house and life. For those of you who are new to this con- podcast, Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversations that I'll be having over the coming weeks, and that you're inspired to subscribe and to listen to some other topics from the last series too. So now we're safely installed in the new home, the podcast's back. However, unlike last time, I'll be releasing shorter series of circa half a dozen episodes. So it'll still be the same mix of just me and me in conversation with others, but not in such long runs as it was the last time. And on average, we'll be releasing every fortnight, as usual, on a Wednesday. So for those of you who subscribe, you'll be able to get your fix as you go through. So in series two, we're actually going to explore some topics which you, the listeners, have generated. Back in September, I went out on LinkedIn and asked you for the topics you wanted me to cover. And that really has helped shape the themes for this series. So over the last 18 months, we've obviously been grappling with the pandemic. And here in the UK, since the summer, work has been gradually opening back up and people have been returning to the office, or have they? How and in what guise is very different depending on the business. Even though everyone got used to remote working for 12 months, now people are grappling with what the new normal is like. So, in the first of two episodes on this, I'm going to explore what I'm seeing coming up in the new hybrid agile or whatever working you're calling it in your firm and how as a leader you can show up in the right way and navigate it effectively. So this newfangled thing called hybrid working now let me just stop there it's not newfangled at all some of this have done this for years it's just all of you who are office or knowledge workers or former office workers see this as new so let's step back in time to pre-pandemic and just explore what's been happening a little bit so back in the day I mean before March 2020 we essentially had four main ways of working so we had offers or on-site workers now note I say on-site workers because I don't think everyone works in an office They might work in a shop or a factory or a hospital or on a farm or in a university, you know, all manner of different workplaces where we have to be on site all the time to do our job. We then had home workers, those who work from home most of the time or classed home as their base of work. And these were largely people in knowledge-based roles that could be managed remotely. We then had field workers, those who traveled around somewhere different every day. So it could be sales reps or area managers or engineers or technicians or drivers. Again, lots of different roles. Then there were those who, and I will say we didn't have a name for it, did all of, all of this. Some days they were in the office, some days they were at home, some days they were out in the field. And some of us, me included, have done this for years. I first started this lovely mix back in 2001 and have pretty much worked that way ever since. And for 12 of those years, I wasn't even a consultant. I had a proper job in a PLC. Now, in those days, no one ever talked about hybrid. Not a whiff of the term. You were a remote worker, which actually now thinking about it makes us sound as if we're all a bit aloof. So... That means you could be in the field or at home or otherwise, and your place of work was classed as home. In fact, in 1988, there were just over 3 million home workers. And in 2019, this had risen to 5.2 million in the UK. So that was classed as 17% of the workforce. And guess what? If you read the press or the thought leadership or all the conversations on various platforms, you would think that everyone was working remotely, but at the height of the pandemic, this only rose to 30 percent. And that's across the UK. Admittedly, some regions were higher. For example, London was just under 50, but it averaged around 25 to 30 percent. So that means only 30 percent of the working population had this big sea change in how they worked. And of those, 17 percent went, well, nothing's really changed because they were used to it. They had the home office set up. They knew how to manage their time. They were used to being managed at a distance by their line manager and building remote relationships with people they never met. This was normal for them. Now, admittedly, not being able to leave the house and hardly ever going to the office at all was slightly unusual, but they adapted fairly easily and quickly. So you might be one of those leaders who is used to it. And probably are sitting there watching all these articles on hybrid working or agile working, trying to figure out what all the fuss is about, because you've been doing this. You've got this. Your teams have this. Can everyone else just get over it? It's nothing new. However, remember, there was 13 percent of people who had never experienced this and didn't think it was normal. In fact, they thought it was a nightmare. They were absolutely suitably used to being in the office every single day, seeing their colleagues. And they've pretty much been on a roller coaster ever since. Now, let's get this clear. 13% doesn't sound like a lot of people. But if you look at that within the UK, it's 8.5 million people. Basically, the entire population of Switzerland or Israel. And if you multiply that globally, the Vox EU research reckons that this equates to 17% of the global working population. So that's 557 million workers. When you put it like that, it's a lot of people, because that equates to the population of the USA, the UK, Germany, France, and Switzerland all added together. So just a few. So why then am I bringing up these statistics? Because, you know, globally, 3 billion people are employed, 2 billion are unemployed, and only... 557 million were working from home at the height of the pandemic. So when we get up and get all hung up about hybrid working, let's just remember, this doesn't affect everybody. There are over 70% of the working population saying, what on earth are you going on about? Either they're saying, we're still on site, we haven't changed, our jobs are still the same, or, do you know, we've been doing this for years, can you get over yourself? So that is the landscape of this and the context of this. But let's not get away from the fact that for a few hundred million people across the globe, this has been a massive change. And that's why so many people are talking about it. And also why we are seeing so many different responses. You know, if you think about the pandemic in the last 18 months, some people have loved it. They've had more time, they've lost their commute. They've had a better work-life balance. They've spent time with their family. They've built in exercise routines. They've found it wonderful. Others have found it hard, but they've eventually adapted. And gradually, through lockdowns, they've found a routine, you know, one that worked. And they've accepted it as the new norm. Others, if I'm honest, their jobs have been so busy, they haven't even been had the chance to analyze it. They've just been caught up with it and just got on with it. You know, whether that be back-to-back teams meetings, trying to hold the job, team, or business together, it's just been a roller coaster. Others have hated it. They haven't been able to see their colleagues, they've felt isolated, they've struggled with motivation, and they've been desperate to go back. In fact, some people have been in as soon as they could. And then we've had a mixture of all of this. Then when we look at this, we see how different leaders have reacted. And if I think about the conversations I've had over the last 18 months, I've seen lots of different reactions. So I want you to have a think as I go through these what type are you? So, first of all, I've seen the adapter. They were super chilled. They trusted their team. They checked in with them. They made sure they were okay. And they gave them autonomy. And they've pretty much always done that. They've always been people, leaders who trusted their teams. So this was just a transfer of skill. And they've just kept on doing it. So they haven't really seen what all of us is about. You then have the convert. So they weren't used to managing at a distance, but they've learned the skills and they've gradually become accustomed to it. They've built routines. They have established a rhythm with their people and they've got on with it. So they're potentially happy to stay with the mix. But Probably, if the truth be told, they would quite like to get back with their team. They've missed the conversations. You then had the denier, and they frankly just transferred the office online. They sort of worked in the theory that, do you know what? I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing, whether it's fit for purpose or not. So they've killed their team. You know, it's been back to back meetings all of the time, um, long days. People have hardly got up from their desk. Um, And potentially in their own mind, they think they've done quite a good job because everything's carried on. But the reality is they haven't done anything different. They've just put the nine to five online and that isn't the answer. So for them, it doesn't really matter whether they go back or don't because they're not going to work any differently. You then have the evangelist who couldn't believe they'd never thought of remote working before. And and whilst it was a struggle, they've really managed to master it. And their teams love the flexibility. And they've got their own little routine going on. They've got more time. They spend time with their family. What do you mean we need to go back to the office? You've got to be joking. We love it. And then there was Type 5, the micromanager. Oh, God, they hated it. They didn't know where their people were. They couldn't check up on them in the office. So they rang them. Their teams messaged them. They had endless calls. They showered them in emails. They constantly checked up on them. So the poor team felt they were being bombarded. And every minute was and is hell. They've hated it. Their teams hated it. So they're just saying, I want to go back and I want my team back now, irrespective of whether they like it. So... It's been 18 months now. And what next? If you look at how firms are responding again, we're seeing a mix. And I think people are still really struggling because these types of leaders that I've just talked about, the way people have responded to home working and remote working exist and they exist at every level. So if I look back, across my clients and chat to friends and colleagues, I'm seeing a very broad spectrum of what's happening in businesses. Some businesses have just gone back, or they've never left, though the latter, to be fair, was a minority. Some firms are still staying fully remote. They're super cautious. And while some of their team love this approach, others hate it. Some have adopted hybrid working, So that means they may have mandated flexibility, offering people options, either through a survey or consultation with them to find out how many days they want them to be in. So it might be 60 percent or 40 percent of the time or one day a week they're in the office. Others are still arguing about it or trialing it. And. And this is being seen at every level. It's not just team managers who are arguing about it. In some cases, we've got the senior leadership teams at odds. Half want to stay remote, half want to go hybrid, half want everyone back in. And that just means there's confusion everywhere. And others, do you know, have just let their teams figure it out for themselves. And each team's done something different. So why is it such a model? Well, because for the last sort of 100 years, we've had this Taylorist convention of on-site nine-to-five working. And work was seen as something not only that we did, but also where we went. And all of a sudden, those rules have been thrown out the window. We don't have them anymore. And as humans, we like rules. We love them. We're creatures of habit and rules make us feel safe. But now we're having to redefine them. And frankly, we don't know what to do for the best. This new world of work doesn't have any rules. Everyone wants something different and there's no black or white answers or a wrong or right decision. Every division, every team and every individual wants something different and in many cases those views are conflicting. So as a leader, it's a bloody nightmare. It means we have to exist in this complex FUCA world and that means the decisions that we make may not be the right ones and for some people that can be terrifying. We might be wrong. It could impact our business. Engagement could drop. Output could reduce. Our clients could complain. We might have to change our minds. And, you know, as leaders, we're meant to make decisions, right? What if we get it wrong? What if we get flexible working requests coming out of our ears and nobody wants to, to work in the office again? What if our people leave? What if we say everyone's got to come back and they refuse? What if What if? So I want you to just breathe. You can't have all the answers. You can't be right all of the time. And guess what? You and everybody else is just trying to figure it out. And that's okay. What isn't okay is that you make this decision in isolation. You don't work and live in a vacuum, even if you're the chief exec. And the decisions you make, no matter how small, all impact other people. So you have to consult them. And this could come across in a number of ways. So it could be big scale. You could survey your employees and ask them what they want. You could consult with your clients and customers, what would be best for them as well. And also what service levels they require. And that could feed into your employee service. You could speak with your colleagues and peers within your organization and outside your organization, in your industry and in other industries and find out what they are doing. You could speak with your family and find out what works for them. But above all, I want you to debate it out. I want you to confront each other. I want you to tackle the hard conversations and don't stick your head in the ground. And above all, even if you're not at, the decision makers in an organization and your has decided for you as a team manager as a leader at any level you absolutely can speak with your team members both as a team and as individuals and this is absolutely crucial find out what would they like to do how does this impact their family their work-life balance their job commitment and also their performance how do they like to work how do they want to be managed? When do they work at their best? And have a conversation about what do you want from them and what do they want from you and the wider team? And also have conversations as a team about how can the team best work together? How will you communicate? How will you make decisions? How will you meet if some people are in the office and some people are at home? And there are a load more conversations you probably need to have. But the bottom line is you have to talk this one out. There isn't a one size fits all solution with every team or every business or every person in every team in every business. And it's really messy. You need to be overt and you need to talk about it and agree it as best you can. And you also need to have these conversations when you're hiring new people too. And it will sort itself out in time at the moment people are uncertain they have different levels of comfort and not everyone wants to come back to the office for all manner of reasons so don't force them your business and team didn't collapse and fold during the pandemic You're still here so work, the work can be done remotely don't panic and run off and mandate everyone has to come back or work together on a set day to collaborate when actually do you know what No one has anything to collaborate on. And secretly they don't really want to see their colleagues. They're quite happy in their office at home. Some people will want to stay at home, accept that, and do your best to accommodate it. Others will already have skipped back to the office, super excited, and will be having to be restrained from licking their colleagues because they've seen a human. Calm them down, that's another podcast entirely. Others will have decided they're going to leave. And if they have decided they're going to leave, it probably isn't about you or the firm. It's just the last 18 months have really given them a chance to take stock. And they've recognized that they want something different. And that's okay. Just remember, they gave what they could. So thank them and wish them well. Because it probably isn't about you. So we're getting to the end of part one. And I'm going to pause there and ask you to reflect. I want you to go away between now and the next episode and think about which of those types of managers are you? How did you respond to working from home? How do you feel about hybrid? What do you personally want to do? And what impact are you having on your team? And how are your beliefs and behaviors affecting them? What are you doing with your team and your firm? Have you had these conversations as an organization? And if you haven't, why not? If you have, and you've made a decision as a business for whatever you've decided, how do you feel about it and how are you going to implement it? And in thinking about that, how do your team feel? Have you talked about it? Have you discussed ways of working for the team, for individuals, for you as a manager? For how you'll communicate together, how one-to-ones will work? how meetings will work and how you'll measure performance. And also, how are your clients with this change and how will you service them best? If you haven't had these conversations, you probably need to have them. And if you had them more than three months ago at a team level and things have changed in how you're working, then you need to have them again. As working patterns keep shifting, the key to managing it well is discussion and course correction. So please do keep talking. In our next episode, we're gonna explore how best to manage hybrid working within your team and how you, the hopefully newly reformed control freak who is comfortable with your team working different hours that suit them and they can deliver their roles how they need to deliver them, how you can lead a remote or hybrid team in a way which benefits everybody. So thank you for joining me and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks for listening to The Being Leader.